Welcome to the Connect Your Health to Life coaching podcast. I'm your host, Seth Lusk. I'm a master certified self-image coach and empowered health coach with a decade-long background working in the health and wellness industry. If you're anything like me or the clients that I work with, then you're probably struggling with body image, self-image, or confidence issues. You're probably also trying to figure out why it is that you have these amazing desires for living your healthiest and most fulfilling life, but you can't seem to create consistent actions in your life to reflect those desires. So join me as we dive in deep on what it means to live a fulfilled and authentic life. We're going to look from the perspective of an empowered mindset and uncover reasons why you might be what's holding yourself back from living your most fulfilling life. I'm going to break through some of the biggest illusions and myths that we've all been taught to believe along the way. And I'm so excited to have you with me on this journey. So my only question for you is, are you ready to start living your most authentic and fulfilling life once and for all? Then let's get started, shall we? Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. For those of you listening in for the first time, welcome, welcome. I'm going to say it again this week. I have a very interesting topic for you. Um, For those of you listening in for the first time, you picked a very interesting topic to listen in on. And for those of you listening in for the 37th time now, yes, that's right, we're on episode number 37. This topic is going to be interesting for you too. Um... It's not going to be an easy topic. I think you guys know to expect that from me by now. Um, I don't like picking easy topics because, you know, in order for us to grow, we need to be willing to face the uncomfortable topics, the topics that uh, people are afraid to look at because they're giving away their power to this topic and their ability to be able to look at it and to learn from it and to grow. So as a coach... I want to look at the uncomfortable topics. I want to look at the areas in life where people are struggling to look and see their truth and see their power and see their ability to find strength and freedom through moving into those topics instead of avoiding them. So today, we're talking about a victim mindset. And I know that some of you are rolling your eyes right now and some of you are being like, oh God, here we go again. I know this is a topic that gets thrown around so often. It gets misused so often um, in fights between couples and friends. You know, I hear people throwing labels around at people like, stop playing the victim, you're being such a victim. And, you know, we shame people for um, the idea of having a victim mindset. We make it out to be that people who have a victim mindset are weak and something's broken about them. And I want to talk about this today because what I want to say is all of that is a bunch of crap. (laughs) And I want to get some clarity today on a victim mindset, what exactly it is. Um, why is it that people get trapped in a victim mindset for so long? I also want to share my own experience in life of dealing with, um, you know, choosing a victim mindset for almost two or three decades of my life and what it was like to become aware of that finally and to choose another way. And I'm also hoping that along the way, I offer you all opportunities for you to see hope in your situation, opportunities for you to see awareness in your own situation and where you might be adopting a victim mindset, and then also opportunities to release your shame, guilt, um, and judgment surrounding 
the ways in which you may be adopting a victim mindset in your life. Um, So that being said, let's dive in. And I want to start off by defining what exactly a victim is, because I think we can, you know, argue a lot of different ways that a victim can be defined. And so the way that I want to define a victim is that a victim is a person who has been harmed or injured as the result of a crime, accident, or an event. Um, So... What I want to say first is that a victim mindset is very different from being a victim. And that a lot of the people that I encounter as a coach who have adopted a victim mindset, um, it's because at one point in time in their life, they were a victim. That's not always. Some people adopt a victim mindset who have never been in a situation in their life in which they were a victim. And some people who have been a victim in their life don't choose a victim mindset. Um, So what is a victim mindset? A victim mindset is when someone begins to see their life and the people in it as being events, actions, crimes, or accidents that are against them and that they need to defend themselves from, that life is happening to them and against them, and that people do things constantly against them and to them. So here's the thing. (laughs) Most people that I know that have a victim mindset, they don't identify as a victim in their life. And most of us won't. Most of us won't actively go out there and be like, oh yes, I am a victim in my life. I am a victim. I have a victim mindset. Most of us don't see it that way. We don't self-identify as being a victim, which is why it's sometimes so tricky um, for people to see how they are adopting this mindset in their life. And it's not always easy as a coach to help people to see that in their life. Um And I think this is also because there are so many, as I said in the beginning of this podcast, there are so many negative connotations that come along with the label of someone who is a victim in their life or has a victim mentality. We we, we see them as being stupid or lazy or crazy, weak, self-centered, or broken in some way. Um, And this is just naming a few of the labels that get thrown around when people talk about someone who has a, a victim mindset in their life. So I know that a lot of people don't identify as having a victim mindset or identify as being a victim in their life. But what I want to offer is that most people on this planet are struggling with areas in their life in which they are adopting a victim mindset. And most people doing this are not aware of it unless they've worked with a coach Um, unless they've worked with a therapist to identify the areas in their life in which they are taking on that role in that mindset. Most people are not aware of where they are playing the role or taking on the mindset of being a victim in their life. So this brings us to... So if, if we see people as being stupid, lazy, crazy, broken, weak, or self-centered for having a victim mindset then why is it that some people, or that a lot of people actually, are adopting this mindset? And as I said, the truth is that most people on this planet have patterns in their life of having a victim mindset, and they just don't recognize it. And 
the reason why most people do it is because they adopt this mindset in a way that's very subconscious. And there are also some very subconscious and seemingly rewarding payoffs to adopting a victim mindset. I know we are so good at judging things like this and labeling it, like I said, you know, as being stupid, lazy, weak, whatever um, kind of trait in a person. And so we, of course, would be like, well, of course, no, I'm not that because I'm none of these things. And most of the time, if we do see it in our life, we'll turn away from looking at it. We won't, we won't open ourselves up to seeing it fully because we feel like if we see it fully, we have to judge it as being something wrong with us, as being something bad about us. And what I want to offer is that for a lot of people, taking on the victim mindset is not because they're weak. It's not because they're broken. And in fact, most of the people that I know that have a victim mindset are very strong people. They have a very strong will to survive in life. Unfortunately, surviving in life is not always the goal. We want to thrive in life, and just surviving in life can really limit our ability to show up in our life and experience life fully, and we'll talk about that a bit more later. Um, but also, being or adopting a victim mindset has some very subconscious rewards that come along with it that if we're not aware of those rewards... We're not going to be aware of why we adopted the victim mindset, and we're going to judge it and judge ourselves for having adopted it without actually seeing there was a payoff to it. There was a reason why we did this, and it wasn't because we were stupid or lazy or weak. So that I, I want to say that first and foremost, is that if you are someone who is worried that you may have adopted a victim mindset in your life, and you feel resistance to looking at that, that possibility... What I want to offer, first of all, is that you're not any of those things, any of those negative labels, and that this is usually done because of a lack of awareness of a lot of the falsely perceived payoffs to taking on a victim mindset in our modern society. We live in a world that offers a lot of payoffs to taking on a victim mindset. We live in a world that is focused on external validation and approval. And taking on a victim mindset and being in the role of victim in your life can mean that people will feel sorry for you. And when people feel sorry for you, they put fewer expectations on you. So it feels a little bit easier to get approval and acceptance from people. And we live in a world that is focused on outcomes and judgment. So when people expect less from you, you feel less of the fear or uncertainty of being judged. And you feel less responsible in your life. And so therefore, you feel like you don't have to experience judgment in your life. When the reality is that even being responsible in your life doesn't mean you have to experience judgment. And you can go back and listen to previous episodes where I talked about this. We feel so much that sometimes when we, when we do something in life and we don't get an outcome that we expected, that we therefore have to face judgment. As if judgment is something that happens to us, that is not something that we do to ourselves. And this often comes because, again, we're so externally validated and focused on external approval that we think that when someone else says something about us that sounds like a judgment, that we therefore have to believe that about ourselves. But in the end, the feeling of judgment actually comes from our belief that we adopt about ourselves, And we have the power and the choice in choosing that belief. So, a victim mindset offers that payoff. We feel that there are fewer expectations on us, 
So therefore, we feel it's easier for us to get approval and acceptance from people, and we feel less responsible in our life, which to us, we think means that we don't have to face as much judgment about what could be going on in our life that is unexpected. Okay, we also live in a world that is focused on our lovability or our love being something that we gain from sources outside of us. And being a victim means that people pay a lot of attention to us. When you're a victim, people will try and help. They'll try and help you to take actions. They'll try and help you feel better. They'll try and make sure that they don't become a perpetrator or a villain in your life to to keep you in your role of victim. And they may do special things for you because they feel bad for you. And for a lot of people who have adopted a victim mindset, this feels a lot like what they believe and have been taught is love. So for a lot of people, being a victim is how they believe that they receive love. And so coming out of the victim role or recognizing even that they are in it and choosing it is scary for them because they think it means that they will receive less love. Because again, they think that love comes from something outside of them. And they feel like people feeling sorry for them and paying extra attention for them and doing special things for them and trying not to hurt their feelings. That's love. That's what we're taught to believe love is. We're not taught to see love as something that we generate within ourselves. And that the only love that we experience is actually our own love. Even when we are in love with another person and another person is in love with us, the only love that we experience is our own love. And when we offer love to other people, it feels good because we are experiencing our own love flowing through us. And we see it as being something that comes from outside of us. And so the victim mentality for a lot of people, or the victim role, becomes a source of love for them. And therefore, these people will constantly seek ways to validate and prove their victim status because they fear not being loved or accepted. And they feel that losing that status of victim will mean that they will receive less love and less acceptance. Some people feel sorry for people who identify as a victim. This is another way in which our society has encouraged people to adopt a victim mindset and offer a reward for it because we're taught to try and please other people. We're taught to constantly worry about what other people might feel or think about what we're doing. And that we are responsible for what other people feel and that other people are responsible for what we feel. And so we have to constantly try and please other people and make them feel what they want to feel. So when people identify as being a victim, people may feel sorry for them and will offer them special advantages in hopes that the person will feel less like a victim and maybe feel more successful in their life. Of course, this never works because... Eventually, the person who has taken on the role of victim realizes that all of their successes in life that other people handed to them were dependent on someone else giving it to them. Eventually, they will realize this and then start to take on the mindset of, again, victimhood because they recognize that they are unable to do anything in life. That they are a victim in their life that is dependent on other people doing everything for them in order for them to survive and succeed in life. So they stay in that victim role. It does not help someone come out of a victim role. And for those of us in a victim role or a victim mindset, 
that we think seeking other people to to give us advantages in life and give us success in life, give us opportunities in life instead of going and creating them for ourselves, we think that that's going to help us get out of our victim role or feeling like a victim in our life, but it ends up just putting us further into it because eventually we recognize that every success we have, we didn't create. We waited around for someone to hand it to us because they felt sorry for us enough. We also live in a world that desires instant gratification and constant comfort. So here's another way in which our current society, our current world, rewards victimhood. Being in the role of victim allows us to stay in our lives exactly how they are and to blame external factors without any responsibility or without any expectation of us taking action in any area of our life where we feel uncomfortable taking action. So a victim mindset allows for a person to feel constantly comfortable, to always seek gratification, instant gratification, instant comfort, just trying to stay comfortable in life. A victim role or a victim mindset allows a person to just try to stay comfortable in life because, quote unquote, they deserve it and shouldn't have to try anything uncomfortable or hard in life since they've already had to go through so much and so much has already, quote unquote, happened to them. So being a victim for many people relieves that discomfort of their own shame, their own guilt of them not taking action or showing up in their life in the way that they want to. It relieves that discomfort of actually taking actions towards growth into areas of their life that they're not familiar with yet, into things that they want to try that they're not certain about yet. And there's a lot to look at in in this particular case or this particular way in which we receive reward from from being in a victim mindset because not only does the person want to become aware of their victim mindset to be able to move forward into action but they will also want to address their own thinking that is creating the guilt and shame for not taking the action because usually these thoughts are based in limited perceived self-worth and that they believe that their worth is based on the results of their actions And that therefore, if they take an action and don't get the result that they want, that their worth is then therefore somehow either limited or changed or lessened. And so when a person takes on a victim mindset because of this, because they're trying to seek that constant comfort and to avoid the discomfort of growth in life, then there are two things that a person is going to want to become aware of here in order to be able to move out of that victim mindset. And number one is the fact that they're in a victim mindset. Number two is that they're making their self-worth conditional, which is why they slipped into that victim mindset in the first place, because they limited or they they made their self-worth conditional. And therefore, the victim mindset seemed like a safe space to settle into so that they would never have to take action Um, that they're not certain that they can control the outcome of, and that therefore they might have to quote-unquote face judgment. There there it comes up again, this I I will then have to face judgment. Because again, we believe that judgment is something that happens to us, not something that we create within ourselves. Another reason why people choose the mindset of a victim in life is because they think it will keep them safe and on guard against any possible or undesired event or circumstance in their life. They think that somehow being human means that they will have these like uncontrolled or unforeseen bad things happen to them in life. 
happen against them in life. And that somehow taking on the victim mindset allows them to be in a space of more control and more protection against those things. So the the interesting thing about this is, is that in the victim mindset, what a person is actually doing is they think that they're protecting themselves from life happening to them or against them. But the reality is that life just happens. And that the difference between someone with a victim mindset and someone with a growth mindset is that a person with a growth mindset, when life happens, they look at it as, how is this for me? And they find a way to learn and grow through every circumstance in their life. Whereas someone in a victim mindset is constantly trying to avoid situations that they think are against them. And therefore, they're constantly looking for situations in life that might be against them that they need to protect themselves from. And so therefore, life looks like it's constantly against them. And so therefore, they they miss out on seeing the opportunities for growth in their life. And at the same time, they, they have this false sense of safety, control, and defense in their life. They think that they're in more control and that they have more safety. But the reality is they don't. They're in no more control of what happens in life and around them or other people's actions or thoughts or beliefs. And they're no more safe in life than if they were stepping out into growth. The reality is being a human on this planet means that there is risk. There is risk of feeling all of our emotions. There is risk of life being life. There is risk of death. There is risk of injury. There is risk of so many different things happening in life. And being on this planet and being a human and being able to experience that fully and be in life fully and be in a a life of empowerment means that we step into that reality. We choose it with openness versus trying to protect ourselves from it and thinking that by protecting ourselves from it and slipping into this victim mindset that we're somehow more able to control the things that are happening in life. But the reality is we're not. And we're going to talk about that again a little bit later of what's actually going on there. We're not controlling the things outside of us at all. What we're actually doing is something else. So one other reason that I want to mention today that is a reason why people slip into a victim mindset and how they feel rewarded by it, is that we live in a world of comparison and competition. We live in a world of thinking about who deserves success and who doesn't. Who has to do what to be successful compared to what someone else has to do to be successful. And someone who has taken on a victim mindset in life, someone who has identified as a victim and convinced other people to see them as a victim, what people are actually after is This nod of approval from other people like, yes, you are actually a victim in life. You are a true victim and your life has been so hard for you and so unfair. And we believe that somehow if we, the people that are able to convince other people to see them as a victim, or if we are able to convince other people to see us as a victim, that somehow these people or we will be handed opportunities for success in life. If we can just play the victim role well enough, like better than other people, it's then it's all about who will get the most attention from the right group of people to say, you know what, you've suffered enough. Here, let me just make your success happen for you. Let me just let me just hand you over some success. That's what we're really seeking here, and I see it happen so many times, so many times, and people do it subconsciously. 
they they enter into these competitions of who can play the role of victim the best who can be the who can have the most devastated role in life who can prove that their story was the hardest to overcome and hopefully that somehow proving this they're going to get put on the fast track to getting ahead in life as I mentioned earlier, though, even if you play the role convincingly enough and you get the right attention and people offer you the assistance, you will always know that you did not achieve the success that you have. What you did was convince other people to give it to you at their expense because poor you, because you had a heart in life and therefore you deserve for other people to make it easier for you. And therefore, you will remain a victim in your life and always feel at the mercy of other people giving you success and feeling sorry for you enough to see that they owe you success and that life owes you something and that they should therefore give you stuff. And what I want to offer is that this doesn't actually feel good or secure. We think it does. We think that it's, that it's offering us a sense of security towards success. But the truth is, once you start to recognize that all you've done has been a victim in your life and that everything that you've achieved was actually handed to you by people because you convinced them to feel sorry for you, that's that's really not a comfortable place to be in. It's actually very unsettling and un- uncomfortable space to be in. And it's completely disempowered. So the role of victim in this case was taken on in hopes of creating security of success, in hopes of creating security of getting the right people or person to feel sorry enough for them to hand them success and security. And yet what it does is it creates the total opposite. It creates disempowerment. It creates dependency on other people to be able to make you feel secure in life, to make you feel successful in life. But the underlying logic here seems to be very reasonable. In the 20th and 21st century, it seems so logical. And it's almost, it's amazing to me. I I look on Facebook and I look on Instagram and it's almost like victim mentality has become a new Olympic sport. It's like, who can be the most convincing victim in their life? I see people posting about their problems and then... You know, someone will comment on it or someone else will make another post in response to someone else's post. And it's I just, it's just everyone competing with each other to prove who has it worse off, who is the most disempowered in their life and the most unable to do anything to make their circumstances better, who had it harder at the beginning and therefore has to overcome more in life, who had less opportunity and who had more opportunity and who deserves more feeling sorry for and who does who um, doesn't deserve it as much. And it's become this like this competition almost of people going about diminishing each other and diminishing each other's struggles in life and diminishing each other's suffering in life and diminishing each other's obstacles in life to see who deserves the most attention, the most sympathy in order to receive the most help to succeed in life. It's like people are trying to prove their worth by proving how unable they are to do anything in their own life. And then fighting with each other for that title of, no, I'm the most unable to do anything in my life because I have to overcome this, this, and this, and this, and I have this working against me, and life did this against me, and this person did this against me. And we believe that somehow this buys us a ticket to deserving success, to deserving things being handed to us, to deserving a lack of responsibility in our life, 
and that somehow we think that that not having responsibility in our life will feel good. That's the sad part, is that we believe that somehow other people taking away our responsibility in life will somehow make us feel better. And that's what I want to say is, is so... It's so crazy because we think that somehow this is going to get us out of the role of being a victim. But when we hand over our responsibility to life and other people and ask them to then hand us success and take away our responsibility in our life, we are putting ourselves into permanent victimhood. And my friends, the role of victim is not a role that feels secure or empowered or good, or worthy, or loved, or accepted in life. When we truly see the role of of victimhood, what it is all about is disempowerment and blame. I want to be really clear here in saying this. So, 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 so many people on this planet are doing this, and competing in this way, and in so many different ways in life. When it comes to, to gender, when it comes to race, when it comes to religion, when it comes to sexuality, when it comes to our sexual identity, when it comes to where we live in the world, when it comes to what job we have, when it comes to how much money our parents have, when it comes to what college we went to, we're all, we're all doing this and competing in this way of trying to prove either who's the most successful or who's the biggest victim and then therefore deserves success to be handed to them because they got dealt an unfair hand. We're all doing this. And so many of us are, are so resistant and afraid to see it because of how this role has been so stigmatized as being the role that a, a bad or evil or deceptive or lazy or crazy person takes on. But the truth is that it's not because of any of those things. People take on the victim mentality because of fear, because of perceived conditional worth. It's not because you're broken. It's not because you're lazy. It's not because you're evil or a terrible self-centered person or lazy or crazy in any way. It's simply a reaction to fear and a perceived conditional self-worth. We've been incentivized and taught by society in so many ways to play this role, to stay powerless and to see our worth as being conditional upon our success. To be conditional upon success in achieving financial wealth, to achieving romantic relationship longevity, to um, achieving certain careers, to achieving certain educational levels. The list goes on and on and on to how we've been programmed by society to put conditions on our our perceived self-worth. And so we think that we need to do whatever it takes to achieve these things and to achieve them better than anyone else around us to prove our worth. Even if that means completely disempowering ourselves in our own lives to compete for the role of who is the most helpless victim in hopes that someone will give us the opportunity to get our foot in the door of success according to societal standards. And I see so many people doing it. So many people doing it, completely disempowering themselves in their own lives in hopes that someone will hand them their golden ticket to success. Instead of seeing their true power and being able to create that golden ticket for themselves by taking actions unstoppably in their life because they see their unconditional worth. And they see that they are worth showing up on this planet 
and and going after their dreams and taking the uncertain actions and not getting the results they anticipated and finding solutions and showing up again. They don't see their worthiness in being able to do that. And so they're sitting around in victimhood and waiting on someone to hand them the golden ticket. And this is a very insidious struggle that we face as a society today. It's not just on an individual level. The struggle is on a societal level. The damage is on a societal level. But the responsibility for change happens and starts when we each individually start choosing to be aware of the part that we are individually playing in keeping this victim competition alive. And then instead of choosing to compete in this victim competition, choosing to step into our our authentic and empowered lives and seeing our unconditional worth instead and choosing to see that ahead of time, no matter what anyone playing the victim competition might say, anyone playing the conditional worth competition might say or think or do. It starts with us each individually choosing that instead of choosing to take part in this victim competition. This is something that I want to offer up to anyone listening. I want you to begin to consider. If you are stuck in the role of victim in your life because you're competing in this competition of who is victim enough to deserve for success to be handed to them, if you notice that you are playing this role in your life, what I want you to do is to take a step back and ask yourself, why am I doing this really? What was the payoff? What was the payoff that made me believe that I wanted to step into this role, that somehow I would would get the things that I want to feel in life, that I would feel what I want to feel about myself by doing this? What is it that I wanted to feel about myself when I took on this role? And then I want you to ask yourself, will you really feel those things? Will you really feel fulfilled in life and empowered if you win that competition? If you win that competition of being the most victim-y victim in life, and I know that sounds funny, but really it's what we're doing, my friends. It's, and there's no judgment here. I'm not judging. I want, I want to be able to open up awareness to the fact that we're doing this. I want us to all begin to see that we are doing this and release the judgment about it and notice that we're doing it and why we're doing it. And, be- and start to see the illusions that we believed that caused us to start playing this competition in the first place. Will you really feel the things that you want to feel or feel fulfilled and empowered in life if you win the competition for victimhood? Consider those questions. And I'm here to offer that the answer is no. You won't feel what you want to feel. You won't feel empowered. You won't feel fulfilled if you win that competition. I also want to offer that I'm here for anyone who's ready to talk about your answers to the question of why it is that you chose to take on the role of victim in the first place. Because that is a powerful place to start exploring. Not a place to start judging. We're not doing this to judge ourselves and to make ourselves stupid for for having believed something or stupid for having taken on this role. You're not stupid. So many people on this planet have, have fallen into this trap. So you are not stupid. You are not stupid and you're nowhere near alone. You're nowhere near broken or crazy for having done it. This is a trap that humanity has been falling into for centuries. So you're not stupid. So I, for one, am ready to have this conversation with anyone who wants to have it. And I would love to hear your answers as to why you might have begun taking on the role of, of a victim mentality in your life. What, what is it for you? For me, it was 
because I felt like it gave me more security, more control. It gave me less vulnerability. And I thought that was desired. I thought somehow being less vulnerable made me stronger. Only it didn't. It actually made me weaker because I was unwilling to show up in life for the hard things, for the things that I actually wanted to do because I was afraid to be vulnerable. And showing up for life, showing up on the battlefield for growth, (laughs) being vulnerable is your strongest asset. Being willing to say, yeah, I tried that, and yeah, I didn't get the result that I wanted. Here's what I'm going to do next, because I'm worth it. I will say this, that having these conversations is going to be challenging, it's going to be uncomfortable, and it will feel scary. And I, for one, am here to hold space for anyone who's ready to have those conversations, because I think it's it's so interesting to really uncover the reasons why we began these adopting these mindsets in the first place. It's, it's so fascinating for me when I work with my clients and we start to uncover the areas in which they've taken on the mindset of a victim in their life. And when we start to uncover where it began, why they started it, what was their motivation? And my friends, usually it's a very good and powerful motivation, albeit misguided by a lot of societal programming and pressures and things that were taught by our parents and teachers and actors on television and politicians and, you know, we all are doing this because we're being taught to do it and programmed to do it. And what I'm here to offer you is that you don't have to keep falling into that programming. You have power here to change that. All right, so some of you may be wondering whether or not you've adopted a victim mindset in your life. You may be feeling a little bit uncertain or confused um, to see clearly whether or not you've you've adopted a victim mindset in your life. So I want to I want to move on and offer a little bit of clarity here. Um, some examples that will hopefully allow you to see a little bit more clearly whether or not you've chosen a victim mindset in your life. So these are some examples and ways in which a victim mindset can show up in a person's life, what it can look like, what it can sound like. And what I want to say before I give this list is that the ways in which this can show up in people's lives is they can be so unique and so intricate, so subtle, so sneaky. And so today I'm going to name some of the big ones that I see most commonly in people's lives, but this list is not exhaustive. And this list does not cover all of the unique ways in which even if you recognize some of these going on in your life, it does not mean <laughs> that that there's no further exploration necessary in order to be able to uncover your way into the victim mindset and therefore your way back out of it. So um, some of the ways that this can show up in people's lives is you may notice that you or someone who adopts a victim mindset may notice that you're always looking for someone else or something outside of you to blame for why things are the way in your life. And that may seem obvious, but it's one of the biggest signs. It's one of the biggest signs. And I know it seems obvious because (laughs) we're like, well, obviously a victim is going to blame other people. That's how you become a victim. But what's funny to me is that that seems so obvious, but we're all doing it and we don't notice it. We're all constantly playing this blame game online, on Facebook, on Instagram, and nobody's noticing that they're doing it. So I find it funny that it's one of the most obvious ones, but yet no one sees how they're doing it in their life. 
So let's bring the awareness in, people. Let's bring it in. Um, and I'm here to help you find your awareness to, to, to start seeing how you might be doing this in your life. So another way that this shows up is you might be making excuses constantly um, for why, why it is that you feel like you can't do anything to change anything in your life. Um, again, that one may, may seem also fairly obvious. You know, people who play the victim are always coming up with excuses and it it gets tricky though, again, because so many people are doing it and it seems so obvious, but we don't see it in our own lives. And the reason why is because in your own life, it can seem so justifiable. It can seem so justifiable, you know, because you lived the experience in which you felt like a victim. And so it seems so justifiable to you. And it, while it can be so obvious to other people that it's, just a mindset that you adopted. So that's another way it can show up. Um, The next way it can show up is that you might have the belief that life is against you and you hold on to that belief. Um, Another way it shows up is you may feel powerless when you're faced with obstacles in your life and feel stuck. Um, You may feel personally attacked anytime that someone offers you feedback Another way you could recognize this is that you feel relieved or you may even feel pleasure when anyone around you or you yourself feel sorry for you. Okay, another way that this might show up is you might notice that you have a lot of friends around you who blame other people for how their life is or a lot of friends around you that constantly complain about their life, but they don't seem to want any solutions. They just want to complain, but they don't want any solutions. And even if they they ask for a solution and you give it to them, they don't want to take it. They'll have an excuse for every solution that you offer or that anyone offers them as to why it won't work in their life. If you find yourself surrounded by people like this in your life, there's a good chance that it's because you've also adopted a, a, a victim mindset in your life. Um, okay, so another way you can recognize this is that you may find it very uncomfortable to self-examine. And this is because self-examination will bring to the forefront your victim role. And as I said, a lot of people are very scared of seeing their role as a victim and how they're creating it and their victim mindset because there are so many payoffs, including for a lot of people, it's how they think that they receive love. So it can become very uncomfortable to self-examine. Another way you can recognize recognize this in your life is that you constantly reject offers for help. Um, Another way is that when you do accept help or accept offers for help, that you then turn around and self-sabotage and then you blame the help. And the help can be the form of a diet, um, a program, a teacher, a book, a seminar, a class, any of these things. You blame the help for why you didn't make the changes. So you may say something like, oh, well, the diet didn't work. The exercise program didn't work. The personal trainer didn't know what they were doing. Um... I read the book, but, uh, you know, it didn't, it didn't touch me. It didn't reach me. It didn't teach me anything. I took the class, but, uh, it didn't help me. I didn't learn anything. Um, so you blame the help for why it is that you didn't make any changes. That's a sign of a victim mindset. Another sign is that you have a lot of negative self-talk surrounding your abilities to grow, your ability to learn or accomplish goals or dreams in your life or your ability to solve challenges that you might be facing currently in your life. If you notice a lot of negative self-talk surrounding these areas of your life, my friends, that is a huge sign that you've adopted a victim mindset. Okay, 
Another way that you can notice this in your life is that you may feel frustrated or angry with life or the world. My friends, that is a massive sign. And let me explain why. If you feel angry with life or the world, let me explain something to you. If you're feeling angry at life, it's because you think life did something to you or at you. And the reality, my friends, is this. Life just happens. Life just is. It's entirely neutral until you have a thought about it. Until you believe something about what is happening. And I know when it comes to things like death and murder that people disagree with me on this. But here's the thing. Just because I'm saying that it is neutral until you have a thought or feeling about it doesn't mean that you aren't allowed to believe or think whatever you want to think about life or the circumstances. But here is the key. You get to choose what you want to think or believe about those things. I want to believe that murder is bad. I want to believe that, that I don't want murder to happen in life. I want to feel sad about it. I don't want it to happen. I want to believe those things. I choose to want those things in life. And so therefore, when murder happens, I choose to feel sad. I choose to feel upset. And that's not to say that you that you can't or, or don't want to either. But the, the, the truth of the matter is, the murder doesn't make me feel anything. I choose to feel that. And you know what, my friends? I feel so empowered for saying that I choose to feel that. I choose to feel outraged when a person is murdered. I choose to feel sad when another person takes another person's life. I choose that. It doesn't happen to me. I choose that with intention because I'm a human and because I don't want to see someone else's humanity taken away from them by another person. I choose that with intention. That is my power there. It's not someone else's. So my friends, when you feel angry about life or the world, It is a massive sign that you have adopted a victim mindset because you see the world and the things around you as creating your feelings about what you feel about the world and things around you. And that life and the world is happening at you and against you and to you. So, my friends, if you find yourself feeling frustrated or angry with life and the world, huge, huge, huge sign there. Okay, so another way, and this is one I see all of the time, and I noticed it in myself so many times when I was living in my victim mindset, is that you may feel feelings of resentment, jealousy, or even anger when you see other people, especially people close to you, having success in life or making changes that they want to make in their life or achieving goals in their life. That is a massive sign that you've adopted a victim mindset. Um, Okay, so another way you can notice this in your life is that you see the obstacles that you are facing as being more challenging or unfairly challenging for you in comparison to other people's challenges that they're facing. And that goes into the next one too, because the next one is that you do compare your challenges and obstacles to other people's challenges and obstacles and feel the need to prove that yours are bigger, harder, more challenging, or more impossible to overcome or more hopeless than theirs. So those are two huge signs that you've adopted a victim mindset. Um, Another way to recognize this is that you may notice that you have a tendency to believe that people are trying to intentionally hurt you. And that you believe that first 
whenever you meet another person, whenever you meet a new person, whenever you start to get to know another person, if you notice that you choose to first believe that they are going to intentionally hurt you until you can prove otherwise, that's a huge sign of a victim mindset. I used to do this all of the time in my life. You know, we in in the USA, there's this in, in court, it's innocent until proven guilty. Well, for most of my victimhood in my life, it was guilty until proven innocent. Everyone in my life, when I first met them, guards were up until you proved that you were not going to try and hurt me. And then I would let the guards down. And my friends, this is a huge sign of victim mentality. A huge sign of a victim mindset. Okay, so another sign is that you believe that you are alone in being targeted or mistreated by life or the world. I can recognize feelings of that. I remember having feelings of this in my life for so long. Um, another sign is that you may feel resistant, uh, resistant to or even resentful towards perspectives that focus on growth or, or seeing opportunity. Um, I know for the longest time when I was living in, in my victim mindset, I, I almost hated people. Um, and perspectives that were about growth and positivity. I was like so resentful for it. Like, how dare you look at life as being an opportunity? <laughs> you know, I was so angry about it um, and resistant to the idea that I could possibly see life the same way. So another way you might recognize it is that you feel compelled to keep painful memories alive and to keep them feeling painful. And you may also feel resistant to the idea of forgiveness and healing or changing the way that you look at the memory. That's a huge sign. Another way you might recognize it in your life is that you may feel compelled to take revenge for actions of others that you perceive were against you. Okay, now I've got three more here, and these ones are a little bit more subtle and ones that I, I notice a lot in people, but they're sometimes really hard to recognize. Usually, it takes some work for me to get people to recognize them doing this in their life. So another huge sign is that you cast yourself as a villain or perpetrator or as something that is broken that is causing you to have a life that you don't want, and therefore you feel hopeless and powerless in doing anything about it. Big sign there, and so many people are doing that. So many people are doing this with themselves, seeing themselves as something that is broken or something that is against themselves and that is therefore the cause of them having this awful life and it's just hopeless that they have no power to do anything about it. That's a sign of a victim mentality. You become literally a victim to yourself. Um, okay, so another way you might recognize this is that you find yourself waiting around on circumstances or people around you to change for you to feel able to take action toward what you want to do or create in life. My friends, this is a huge one that I, I hear in my clients when they talk about things that they want to do in their life and they just say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for some I'm waiting for things to get back to normal. I'm waiting on things to get better first. I'm waiting on things to get easier first or less chaotic in my life. It's always I'm waiting on things. I hear that all of the time. I'm just waiting for things to get better or get back to normal. My friends, things, quote unquote, that's life. It's not going to get better. Life is just life. Life, it, it's just happening. It's just life. Your perspective of it is what makes it either good, bad, better, or worse. 
And I know we can debate this on and on, and you know people will argue with me on it. I, I invite conversations about this. I promise I will discuss it openly with you and um, have a constructive conversation around this. But I promise you, life is a thousand percent neutral until you have thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and therefore feelings about it. Um, and the interesting thing is, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, people sit around and... I know in the U.S., when Donald Trump was the president, the Democrats were sitting around in the U.S. and being like, oh, I'm just waiting for Donald Trump to not be president anymore, so things will get better and I'll be able to blah, 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 blah in my life. And the Republicans were all like, yeah, life is great. Donald Trump is president and we can do this and look what he's doing here for the country and life is awesome. And then, okay, then Donald Trump was taken out of office, and now we have Joe Biden, who is a Democrat, and now the Democrats are like, oh, look at how awesome life is, and now I can do all these things, and Joe Biden's doing this for us, and for our public relations, and our foreign relationships, and the economy, and oh, thank God Donald Trump is gone, and all the Republicans are sitting back and be like, oh, screw it, the Democrats are in power now, and look at what we can't do in life, they're screwing up the country, and making life hard for us, and my friends, what I want you to get out of this is this. You're waiting around for life to quote-unquote get better, but life is just life, and your better is someone else's worse. Your good is someone else's bad, because it's all based on perception. And so if we're all waiting around for life to be our version of good or perfect or better, guess what? It will never happen, and therefore nobody in life will be doing anything to accomplish anything in life. We should all just sit in our caves and sit by the fire and stay safe and don't try anything because we're waiting on life to be perfect. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen because the idea of what makes life good for every person is going to be slightly different. So when you're saying that you're waiting on life to be good, what you're saying is you're waiting on life to change into a certain set of circumstances in which you perceive them to be good, and that then you will take actions to create good in the world, but that when life is good for you, everyone else should also be doing things to create good in the world. But then they don't, because they don't perceive life as being good when you perceive life as being good. So do you see how this doesn't, this model of life doesn't work? You can't just wait around for life to be better. Because it's not going to be better or get better. Your perception of it, how you look at it, how you choose to show up for it and choose to see opportunities in life to grow and learn, that's what will make you feel better about life. Not the life changing around you, not the circumstances changing around you. It's how you look at them and how you approach them. And I know that sounds so cliche, but it's so true, my friends. And I'm here to help you see that when you're ready to see it. Okay, so another way this victim mindset shows up in life is that you don't think that you are able to change anything in, in your life, to feel more fulfilled, more happy, or more empowered in, in your life. And instead, you believe that situations around you will eventually change to make you feel those things. It's pretty much the same as the last example, that, or the last thing that I just said, but a, a little bit different because you're waiting for life to make you feel the happy, feel the fulfilled, feel the empowered but the truth is, my friends, it's a choice. It is truly 100% a choice to feel those things. And people get offended when they hear that because they think that what that means is that when they don't choose to feel empowered or fulfilled in life or happy, that somehow they're a bad person. And that's not what this means. Also, my friends, what this means is that the goal in life is to not always feel happy. The goal in life is to not always feel amazing. 
That's not being a human. So it's okay to not feel fully empowered sometimes. It's okay to feel like crap sometimes. It's okay to feel scared. But what's important is that you own your responsibility in choosing to see that those are feelings that you are choosing to feel. You want to feel them. Because on the other side of those feelings is something that you want to learn about yourself and about life. It's an opportunity for growth and to know yourself deeper. My friends, in my own life, I chose the mindset of a victim for so long. It was so hard for me to untangle this in my life. And I, for the longest time, I didn't think I wanted to. I resisted it. I hated the idea of it. I was scared to shed the idea of being a victim because I truly was like, if I'm not a victim, what am I? Because my life has been hard. And if I let go of the role of victim, then, then what do I have? What do I have to leverage for my success? What do I have to, to force people <laughs> to love me and like me and to help me in life and to be able to have opportunities for success? I was convinced that if I let go of my role of victim, that I would just become a nothing, that I would mean nothing, that I would accomplish nothing, that my role of victim felt kept me safe and kept me in a position of control and power because I could control other people with it and get them to feel sorry for me and get them to hand me opportunities and get them to help me and get them to make me quote-unquote successful in life. And I'm not here to say that, that these thoughts, these beliefs don't resurface. I'm not here to say that I don't notice myself slipping into the role of victim in my life ever. But what I do feel in my life now that is so awesome is that when I notice those thoughts coming up, when I notice those beliefs come up, when I notice myself wanting to identify with being a victim, I have the awareness now to see how I'm doing it, to see why I'm doing it, and to love myself with so much understanding and compassion for why I'm wanting to believe that in the moment, and then recognizing my strength, my power, my worthiness, and not having to follow those thoughts not having to slip back into that that victimhood of, of being completely disempowered in my life and waiting on other people to make my life good for me, other things in my life to make my life good for me. I'm, I feel fully empowered to be able to choose not to follow those thoughts, not to follow that mindset anymore, even when it represents itself. But for years, I believed I was a victim in life. I believed that life was unfair to me. I believed that other people having chances at success meant diminishing my chances for success. I believed that life was singling me out for constant mistreatment and injustice. I believed that life purposefully made things harder for me than it made things for other people. And because of this, when opportunities did present themselves, I wouldn't take them. <laughs> I chose to believe that it wouldn't work for me ahead of time. That there was no point in trying because I was probably not going to be able to succeed if I tried anyways because life was going to be against me. It was going to do whatever it could to keep me from succeeding. So what's the point in trying? What's the point in keep putting myself out there? So even if someone handed me an opportunity, I wouldn't even let myself see it. I just kept letting them slip by. I made my life so small and disempowered. And in the end, I chose to become a victim to myself. Because what I would do is that when I would let these opportunities slip by, I would look at them in hindsight 
And I would see how unhappy I was with my life. And then I would beat myself up for not taking those opportunities. I would call myself lazy. I would call myself crazy and stupid. And so many <laughs> so many other awful names and things that I would say to myself. And then I would feel sorry for myself. For feeling lazy, stupid, and crazy. And I would become a victim of feeling these things in my life instead of choosing to see that I was the one creating them. So I became a victim in my life. I became a victim to every person around me who was successful and stealing opportunities from me because their their success meant that there were less opportunities for me. I became a victim of people giving other people opportunities that I was not given. And the worst part about this was that I became a, a victim to a villain that I couldn't escape, which was myself. For every time an opportunity presented itself, And I let it slip by because I thought, what's the point in trying? Life's just going to screw me over in the end. Why would I even bother? Every time I did that, I believed I was too broken, too lazy, too crazy, too unable to take it and do the same thing with it that anyone else could with the opportunities that they had. I was like, no, I I couldn't do anything with this anyways. I lived deep in this victim mindset for so long. I believed I was given the wrong parents that didn't give me the same opportunities that other kids had. I believed I was born in a family that practiced the wrong religion, and therefore I didn't get to experience being myself as a gay male as a teenager and dating, and therefore I was disadvantaged. I believed that I didn't get to go to college at the same age as everyone else, and therefore I was behind as an adult. I believed that I wasn't given the same financial opportunities as other kids or other adults to be able to start my adult life the same as other people did. I literally sought anything that I could find to blame for the reason why I was choosing to not take actions in my life towards living the life that I wanted to live. I sought any reason to not see my ability to respond, my responsibility to the situation that I was in, and therefore my ability to create a new path forward that would take me in the direction that I wanted to go. I I literally would do anything to avoid seeing that. Because I wanted to feel sorry for myself. And I felt like if I felt sorry for myself, then other people would feel sorry for me. And then that's how I would feel. I would get attention. I would get acceptance. I would get love. And I surrounded myself with people who felt sorry for me. And people who wanted pity for me so I could feel sorry for them. And we could just make each other feel loved by feeling sorry for each other. I sought out people constantly who I thought had more opportunities than me. And tried to get them to feel sorry for me enough to hand me opportunities. And meanwhile, I was, I was letting time just pass by. And I was still not taking any action for myself to create opportunities for myself. I sat in a position of disempowerment and victimhood for years. I sat there and I just waited for things to quote unquote get better. I said that just a little while ago, my friends. I wasn't just pointing fingers at people around me for doing that. I did it too. I know what that feels like to wait around for things to get better, for people to act differently towards me and offer me more help, offer me more opportunities for success so that I could get ahead in life. And all of this time, I was so uncomfortable with myself, so uncomfortable with with the fact that I wasn't looking at the one place in my life where I had power, which was seeing my worth and taking steps taking actions, seeing what I could do in my current situation to start creating the life that I wanted. And I was so uncomfortable with ignoring that and just sitting in that position of of apathy and sitting in that position of victimhood and sitting in that position of disempowerment 
it felt so uncomfortable. So what did I do? I put myself further in the victimhood by also becoming the villain in my life by numbing myself out with sex and alcohol and food and television and going from dating relationship to dating relationship with people who didn't really care about me, but it didn't matter. I threw myself with them anyways because I just needed a relationship to distract me, anything to distract me from seeing my discomfort about what I was choosing to not create in my life by choosing to not see my responsibility, my ability to respond and do something with my life. And my friends, this is what a victim mindset does. It keeps you sitting and waiting for success and opportunity to happen to you, just like you believe that the bad things are happening to you and against you. All the while, you're trying to defend yourself from the bad that's going to happen. All of the while, convinced that what you need is for someone else or something else to change for you to feel better and to feel more empowered and to feel like you're able to go after your dreams. A victim mindset is very similar to what we talked about with blame when we talked about blame versus responsibility. Because being a victim is all about blame. It's all about defensiveness. But just like with blame, you will be left feeling completely disempowered and stuck. There's no room for growth. Victim mindset is it's, it's an end point. It stops the opportunity for growth, just like blame does. Which is why the victim mindset is so full of blame. Because if you can blame something, end of story. There's nothing you can do there. No further questions, no further action necessary, no further exploration. You're just stuck. And I know that, that so many of you out there are afraid to release your victim mindset because you think it makes you strong. You think it allows you to defend yourself against people and not become a pushover, not let people walk all over you. Every time someone does something against you or to you, that somehow having this mindset makes you feel like you can, that you're standing up for yourself (laughs) and giving them a piece of your mind to not be walked all over. And that somehow by letting go of that victim mindset and choosing to see your responsibility and to not be reactive, that somehow that makes you weaker, makes you more vulnerable. Somehow it makes you a pushover in life, that you're not protecting yourself against these people. That somehow your victim mindset reminds you to protect yourself against the people in the life that are constantly against you. And that by letting go of that, you become a pushover. And my friends, what I want to offer you is this. (laughs) You're letting them walk all over you by choosing the victim mindset. Because they have all of the power in your life. They have all of the power to choose how you feel. They have all of the power to create your reactions in life. Because they all depend on what you think they think about you. And what you think what they're saying means about you. But you don't even see that. You think you have to believe that. That they have the power. It's what they said. It's what they believe. It's what they're doing. You don't even see the fact that you're choosing to give them that power. You think they have it. And that you have to defend themselves against using that power against you. It's your power, my friends. You're giving it to them. And you're afraid that taking it back is going to somehow, you know, make you a pushover and let people walk all over you, but you're already letting people walk all over you. Every time you think that you're standing up for yourself and giving someone a piece of your mind, what you're truly doing is becoming reactive to that person. You're handing them your emotional responsibility and saying that that person was able to make you feel something that you didn't want to feel and therefore you had to react to it. 
And I don't know if you see this or not, but that, my friends, is the definition of letting someone walk all over you. Letting their words and their actions define what you feel and therefore how you have to react. That's giving another person your emotional responsibility. It's giving another person the only true power that you have in your life. And that makes you a pushover. That makes you a doormat. That makes you someone who gets walked all over. Not someone who chooses to see their responsibility in life and shed the victim mentality and not react to stuff like this. Not to constantly be in defense mode every time someone says something that you feel like means something about you. Because you recognize the reason you feel like it means something about you is because of something you are thinking about yourself. Not something that they said or did. And in that situation, you have all of the power. Because you get to speak with yourself in private about why it is that you're choosing to believe that about you. Why it is that you are choosing to believe that about you. Do you not feel the power in that statement? You are choosing to do it. You can therefore choose to stop. The other person doesn't have to stop saying what they're saying or doing what they're doing for you to stop feeling that about yourself. You get to choose that because you chose to feel it in the first place. And you're afraid that seeing that makes you weak, but it doesn't. It makes you have all of your power back. So, my friends, I know that letting go of the, the victim mindset, it can, it can feel scary. And it can feel like you're letting go of power. <laughs> I know for me, I felt like I was letting go of power when I, I considered the idea that maybe I am taking on a victim mindset. And maybe I do have a choice in my mindset. Maybe I can change it. Maybe I don't have to believe this about the world. I felt like I was giving up my power, my secret defense I felt like somehow I was opening up my castle walls that I had built up that made me so strong and so powerful and unable to be hurt. But the truth was, I was constantly feeling hurt by everything that everyone was saying and doing around me because I constantly kept handing them my worth, my value, my view of myself, what I believed about myself. I kept allowing myself to feel diminished by what I thought was what, what other people thought about me and said to me. I kept giving up my power there. I thought I was strong <laughs> by trying to keep these people out. But by trying to keep these people out, what I did was made them more powerful in my life. Because I made the idea of them getting in mean that I had to believe something about myself, feel something about myself, and that's giving them all of the power. So I understand that you feel like letting go of the victim mindset is releasing a power that you have. But the truth is, you're taking your power back. The truth is, when I had my victim mindset, what I, what I was believing was power, what I was believing was me having more control over the world was actually me making myself and my world so small, so small and so limited. And then I kept limiting it even further and even further every time I felt pain because I kept feeling like it was something out there that was doing it to me and against me. So I just needed to make my world a little bit smaller, make myself a little bit smaller, a little bit less able to, to, to hurt, you know, a little bit less things in my life that could possibly hurt me. And what I was doing in the process was limiting my opportunities to show up in my life and to be fully me and limiting my opportunities to take action and to learn and to grow and to be more of who I was on the inside and to give that to the world, <laughs> no matter what anyone was going to say or think about it, because what they said or thought about it wasn't me. They're just telling me what they are able to see and think. 
I was afraid to do that. And I thought by me not doing that that somehow I had more power, more control. But all I did was make my world tiny, make me more invisible, make me less empowered, because I gave everyone and everything in my life the power to make me feel like crap about myself. But at the time, it felt like control. So I understand. I understand that you're scared of, of the idea of letting go of the victim mindset and, and, and maybe even seeing that you have a victim mindset. Because I know for me, I didn't want to believe that I had a victim mindset. I was like, no, I just see the truth about life. And you all don't want to see it. But I see it. And I'm powerful because I see it. And I can defend myself against it because I truly see it. I thought I had this superpower, but really what I was doing was constantly holding myself back from opportunities and making myself more limited and making my life smaller and more limited. Constantly. Constantly. So, my friends, I know it can feel scary. I know it, it can feel uncertain. I know it can, you can feel resistant to even seeing the fact that you're doing this and that you have this mindset in your life. I understand that. I understand that. As an empowerment coach, what I am here to do for my clients and for you if, you, if you're ready to talk to me, is to show you how you're giving your power away, to show you how you can take it back and truly become the empowered version of yourself that you're wanting to be, the version of yourself where you have the ability to feel what it is that you want to feel about yourself in your life, not someone else. So I'm here for that, my friends. I'm here to open up these conversations. I'm here to offer that to anyone who's listening. Um, I'm here, if, if you do recognize the mindset of being a victim in your life, and you want to start untangling your identity with it, I'm here to show you your true power and your true identity once you see it and once you shed that victim mindset. I, I'm here to show you how that true identity is 1,000% amazing. And I can promise you that ahead of time. I know that some of you are like, oh, but you don't know me. Once you get to know me, once we uncover everything, what if I find out that I'm, you know, actually a horrible person? I can promise you ahead of time when you see your true power, when you see your true identity of who you are and start showing up with that power, that person is 1000% amazing and lovable and worthy of being here, worthy of love, worthy of acceptance, worthy of being seen and known. And I want to show you that person. I would love to introduce you to you when you're ready. And when you're ready for support in taking your first steps into your most empowered life, the one without the victim mindset, the most authentic life that is really yours, not based on fear of what other people might think or say about you or what life might do against you or people might do against you. It's truly yours. You have the power in that life. I'm ready to support you into your first steps into that life. So, my friends, that's all I have for you right now when it comes to the victim mindset. I know you guys are going to have some thoughts, some questions. This is, oh, it's such a deep topic. It's such a prickly topic. It's such a difficult topic to discuss and open up to. And there's so many caveats. There's so many ways that this can express itself in so many different ways. And so my friends, I know that some of you out there have thoughts, you have comments, you have questions about the victim mindset, maybe some areas that I talked about in this podcast today that you feel unclear about or uncertain about as far as how it might apply to your life or someone else that you know, or what I want to ask you to do is reach out, reach out with your questions, reach out with your comments. 
Um, you can find me on, on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Reach out there in comments, um, instant messages. You can comment on the podcast. You know, you can comment, reach out to me via email. I have everything linked in the show notes for ways that you can get in touch with me. But reach out, my friends. Ask your questions. Leave your comments. Maybe I can do an additional episode to help you out. Um, or maybe I can help you out directly. But I need you to reach out. I need you all to reach out and speak up. Speak your truth. Let it be known so that we can work through this together. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to shame you or make you feel guilt. I can't make you feel anything. (laughs) I'm here to help you. Truly, my friends, I'm here to support you. I want to see more people stepping out of their victim mindset and into a life that is truly authentic and empowered. So that's all I have for you all today. I love you all so, so much, and I'm hoping that this next week brings you tons of awareness in how you might be creating a victim mindset in your life and disempowering yourself. I hope that you begin to see that and begin to see your opportunities to step out of that and step into a true life of empowerment. So until next week, my friends, ciao. Hey, thank you for listening in this week. I hope you enjoyed the content of this episode. If you did, please subscribe or follow this podcast to receive the newest episodes every week as I bring them to you here on the Connect Your Health to Life coaching channel. Ratings, reviews, and comments are always appreciated. These allow me to know more of what my listeners would like in the podcast and allow for more people who may be searching for a podcast just like this one to find the Connect Your Health to Life coaching channel. If you would like more information about me and the work that I do with my clients one-on-one, then please visit my website at www.slch.ch. Again, that is www.slch.ch. You can also find me on social media on Instagram at sethlusk underscore coaching. Again, that is sethlusk underscore coaching. And on Facebook and my free Facebook group community called A Healthy Life Connection. We would love to have you in the group, and it's only three membership questions that you have to answer to join. And again, it's entirely free. And if you need any further information or just want to say hello, feel free to send me an email directly at slusk.health at slch.ch. Again, that is slusk.health at slch.ch. Thank you again so much for listening, and I look forward to our next time together. Ciao.